So let's talk about how to let go of regret when you want to lose weight. Because I can tell you, I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions that one of the biggest challenges my clients have when they come to me is that they want to lose weight, but they're so stuck in feeling regret and anger at themselves for the situation that they put themselves in. And what ends up happening is they're so angry at themselves for having put the weight on that it's almost like they're also punishing themselves too because they're so wrapped up in why did I do this? What's wrong with me? Why do, why do I keep doing this stuff? And we're so, it gets so wrapped up in that mindset that you get stuck. And so it's not enough to know what to do. We got to a lot of times deal with the deeper issues that are going on. And so you may know how to eat better, but if you're stuck in the cycle of regret and being angry at yourself and punishing yourself, it's going to be difficult to get yourself to do the right stuff very long. Okay. So how do we do this? Well, I think it starts with this NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming Presupposition, that people make the best choice available to themselves. Okay, so think about this for a second, because you might resist this a little bit at first, that you have been making the best choices available to you. Now you may be saying, well, well then why would I put the weight on? Because that's not the best choice. That's not what I want. I understand that. But what is, has been leading to you eating the, the foods that are keeping you overweight? And I think if you explore this, what you're gonna start to notice is that those foods have been satisfying your emotional needs to some degree, right? So you get home from work and you're exhausted and eating is one of the best ways for you to unwind and relax. Or you get in an argument with someone or you're feeling stressed about something and the food's one of the easiest ways it is for you to kind of calm down and get some peace again, you see? And so in that case, yes, you don't want to put weight on, but in that moment, when you're feeling stressed, when you're feeling overwhelmed, when you're feeling depressed, that feeling better for a little bit is really important. And there's a good chance that the only way that you have, the only like really reliable strategy you have available to you right now is food to deal with your emotions. And so this is why I say the best choice you've had available to you emotionally has been the food. And so you can't really say you have a better choice until you have some alternate ways to recover from a shitty day, to deal with the stress from life that has nothing to do with food. And once you have those new strategies in your life as a real genuine alternative, that's when you'll have a better choice. You see, and you have not had that. So what you've done to try and lose weight in the past is you try and force yourself to eat better, but you've had no strategy to deal with your emotions. When you have that really stressful day, you can say, yeah, I shouldn't eat, but then you have no way to actually relax yourself. And it's this level, it's this emotional level that's dictating so much of your weight because it's dictating so much of your behaviors. And so the process of losing weight is not one of removing choices. That's what you've been doing. Right? You say, okay, I'm an emotional eater. I come home at night, I'm stressed out, I'm overwhelmed, I'm tired, I'm exhausted, I just wanna sit down on the sofa and eat. Right? And you say, I'm, I'm emotional eating, I gotta stop doing that. Well, that's, that's maybe a first step, but I would suggest a better approach is to say, I need to find a better way to relax that doesn't involve food. Do, do you see this difference? This is crucial, okay? Because again, most of the time people are associating eating the food with relaxing. And again, you put whatever emotion in here you want. Okay, but the eating is the best way for you to feel that emotion. And until you find an alternative way that works for you to feel that emotion that doesn't involve food, you do not have a better choice. And so what you've been doing to try and lose weight in the past is you're trying to remove choices. I'm gonna stop doing that emotional eating. But then emotionally you feel, you feel stressed out, you feel depressed, you feel overwhelmed, you feel exhausted, and you have no way to relieve that. You've got to find a way to relieve that. 
This is what I'm talking about with the better choice. Okay. And again, this shows up in all different ways. I'm just giving you a couple specific examples, but I want you to start looking at the deeper level that is driving your behavior. You're going to notice it's very emotional. You want to feel better in the moment. And the way you've been conditioned to do that is to use food most of the time. And so this journey is not one of forcing yourself not to eat the food. It's one of you figuring out how to feel what you want to feel that doesn't involve food. So once you realize that you've been doing the best you can, that you've been using the best strategies available to you manage your emotions and to live your life, just turns out that those ways also cause you to be overweight. You start to kind of open the door to forgiving yourself, to understanding what happened here, and to letting go of the regret. And it's so important to do this, you know? And so the second part of the regret, you know, in addition to having a better choices, is to recognize that the past is the past. It's done. And you've got to come to terms with this. You've got to face it. The past is done. I'm sure that you can remember times in your life where you were embarrassed by the weight or you're mad that you had to deal with this weight at those times, and now those times are over. And so there's got to be an intentional decision to, and you can do it right now. You can relax. <sighs> Take a deep breath. Let it go. Let the past go. It is what it is. It was what it was. It's over. It's over now. And that can be a hard thing to hear. And so if you need some time to, to accept that, take that time. Okay? But once you do, you allow yourself to start this process from a new place. From solid ground. From a sense of clarity. Emotionally, mentally. And this is what puts you on a different path. All right. But you realize that you've done the best you can up until now. Do you not agree with that? Right? If you had a better way to have done it, you would have used it. You did not have a better way to manage your weight, to eat better. You tried forcing yourself and it didn't work. It never works. So the real solution is to start to create systemic, smart, strategic choices in your life that move you towards your goal weight. Instead of the dieting where you're trying to do everything all at once, day one cutting 50, 60% of your calories out, instead, you look at your worst habit and you start to go to work on changing it in a systematic, strategical way so that you can not only change it, but you can change it so that it's natural and automatic. You see, this is the approach that starts to be like, oh, I could do that. That's what you wanna feel. You wanna feel since, oh, I could do that. You don't want to start your weight loss process by saying, oh God, tomorrow's Monday. I got to do this. Oh, right. Deflated, defeated. That's, that's having a shitty choice. That's why you don't want to do it. And if you look back over your weight loss, you realize it's a series of shitty choices you didn't want to do. This is the problem. Stop trying to force yourself to do the same thing. It doesn't work. Okay. Spend that energy on finding better ways, better strategies that work for you. Yes, it's a slower process. I understand that. But it's a long-lasting process. And that's what you truly want. That's what's going to be the most important thing to you 5, 10, 20 years from now. You're not going to give a shit how long it took you to lose the weight. You're going to care that you've been thin and healthy for the last 10 years, 20 years. That's what's going to be most important to you. Okay? So start orienting yourself to the future that you can create for yourself. And look at the past as a way that you have learned and grown and evolved into the person who you are right now that can now create that future for yourself. But the more energy you retrieve from focusing on the past and regret and put into creating the future that you want, 
the more enjoyable and the easier this process becomes. So I hope this makes some sense. Take some time and really think about this because it's a deeper, subtle thing. Pay attention to your regret. Notice it, acknowledge it, become aware of it first, and then let it go. Let it go and begin to focus on the future that you want to create. What's up, everyone? We got Monday, March 6th, first, first Monday of March. Hard to believe, right? Yeah, how y'all doing? How's the weight loss going? Are we thinking about weight loss today? Where are we at? Wait until next Monday now? <laughs> Just joking. How do we know what to do? Well, so yeah. So if you have any questions about weight loss, throw them at me because I'll give you a different perspective on it. Guaranteed. Live stream. That's why I'm messing with something here. But yeah, anything you're dealing with, let's know it. What's your struggles on a Wednesday or a Monday here? I that was Wednesday. I'm ready for Wednesday because I'm going away at the end of the week and I can't wait. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah. So how y'all doing? Do we start? Is it, is it too late to start on a Monday? How do y'all feel? Like once that day happens, once you have that day and, and it's, it, it comes and it, you expect it to to be the day and then it doesn't does it work hey oh what 40 pounds i'm gonna screenshot that nice job now that's something i want to talk about so i don't can't tell your name you already tell the name of some of these avatars how did it help you lose 40 pounds now that's very very effective give me a little bit of the highlights how'd you do this y'all hear that watch my tiktoks <laughs> people out there losing weight killing it that's so great i'm proud of you that's quite an accomplishment just tell me, was it easy or was it hard? That's what I want everyone to hear. <clears throat> That's my message for the day. Does weight loss have to be hard? No way. No way, no way, no way. Right? Don't think it has to be hard. It doesn't. Let me do something real quick. Oh, crap. How'd you do it? At 40 pounds. It's amazing. Huh? Yeah, I'm not going to worry with that right now. So yeah, so there we go, right? Someone listening to my TikToks was in 40 pounds, loving it, right? Getting good results. People in my program, killing it. People watching my podcast, killing it. Hey, oh, look at that, right? The TikToks make you realize there's no quick fix. I had to change my habits. You know, it's like, that's just life, isn't it? It's like, okay, I'll give you, so I remember um, I was reading the, the neuroscience of in an impasse when we just kind of hit a, a mental wall, right? And so they would give people like crossword puzzles, type puzzles. <laughs> I started thinking like a thin person. I'm going to take a picture of all this because that is, and some people just get it, huh? But you probably put the time in. You're watching the TikToks, you know, I mean, like people listen to the podcast all the time. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm surrounded. It's been a funny day. Like people just killing it, killing it, losing weight. Um, but the science of impasse, right? So they'll give people like a crossword puzzle, for example. They do different puzzles. And um, what happens is, you do the crossword puzzle and you kind of go down this tunnel of thought and it's just human nature to want to just keep pushing down that tunnel. But what they found out the most effective way neuroscientifically of their scanning brains is to pull back to the beginning of the tunnel, kind of start down a different way. And so with weight loss, I know you're so fixated going down that diet tunnel. Um, and I don't blame you because at this point, you know, it's like you can't even separate weight loss from dieting, you know? And so you can't even think about how to lose weight without a diet. And what I'm trying to tell you is that the reason you think it's so hard to lose weight is because you only think about dieting to do it, you know? And as soon as you change up the mindset piece, it changes everything moving forward, you know? And um, 
and it makes it easier. Yeah. So good. I'm not sure you could let me know your name if you want to, but let me ask you this. If you're still on here, was it, was it easy or was it difficult? That's what I'm curious about. No, because again, it doesn't have to be difficult. You assume it has to be difficult at this point because that's just what a diet is, right? A diet's difficult. Yeah. It was difficult at first, but got easier over time. That's what we're trying to talk about. You know, it's like, it's, it's anything you do at first is, is a little bit of a challenge, right? Because it's new. And so once you stick with it, it gets easier, but that's not what you're doing with dieting. With dieting, you're never working on habits. You're just, oh, Amy. Okay, great. Nice to meet Amy. Um, so with diets, it's not a habit at all. You're just trying to forever force yourself to fight against yourself. And that's why it always feels like a struggle, you know? And so this difference of focusing on the habits, it is a little bit of a challenge at first, just like anything new is a little bit of a challenge, but what you're doing is you're developing something that's gonna run on its own, you know? So I just say like, like brushing your teeth is a good example of this, right? Like it's like, that's a habit that you learn to install and now you just do it automatically, you know? And so you're aware of it consciously, you know, you wanna brush your teeth and you're, you're aware of when you're gonna do it, but mostly your toothbrush and habits just running on autopilot, you know? And um, that's what we want to do. We want to focus on the habits because that's how you change your weight. I mean, your weight's just a reflection of your eating habits, you know, your lifestyle habits. And so um, we go to work on that. Yeah, right? <laughs> Amy knows. So 40 pounds, how you feeling? 40 pounds down. You feeling good? It must be feeling nice too because it's not like, um, it's not the diet. So it doesn't feel like it's never going to last. I'm assuming. Right. And um, that's what makes it feel like it's going to be longer lasting. You don't realize with dieting, you, if you don't understand your mind, right, you have a conscious and a subconscious mind. The conscious part of your mind is your willpower, where your logical, rational mind is, knows why you should diet, what you should do, tries to get you to do it. That's your conscious mind. Your subconscious mind just runs all of your habitual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. Yeah. I feel so much better. I have so much more energy and self confidence. Yeah. Of course. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you do it this way, you, you know, like, this is like the, the, the first step of your weight loss shouldn't be starting a diet. <laughs> it should be changing the way that you think about this whole process. People approach weight loss like they got a gun to their head. Like it's the worst thing in the world. When in reality, it's the best thing in the world. <laughs> Here's Amy. I feel so much better. I have so much more energy. I have so much more confidence. Yeah, that's like the best stuff in life. <laughs> you know, and people approach this like it's the worst thing in the world to have to go on a diet, which it is. Dieting sucks. You know, I wouldn't recommend it. But what I'm trying to tell you is that you're so locked into thinking about weight loss as a dieter that you, you're missing the whole picture. You're missing the whole big story. You know, that's why I do these TikToks. That's why I do these lives to try and snap you out of that dieting trance. You know, there's other ways to do this. Better ways. You know. Um, Scott says, I cut out carbs and increase protein and fat. I don't get out of breath putting on socks now, <laughs> right? <laughs> Some people tell me that's the first time I've seen my feet in years. You know what I mean? So yeah, losing weight is like, it's so fun. <laughs> Bringing fun back to weight loss, right? Um, it really is. Like if you're doing it properly and if you hate it, you're doing it wrong. It's that simple. Who gives a shit? If you lose a bunch of weight and you hate the whole process, stop. It's not, what's the point? You're just delaying the inevitable. inevitable. And so, um, again, I, you're better off thinking about how to do it in a more comfortable, enjoyable way for a year and not losing any weight than you are starting a diet that you hate, you know? 
So that's great, Scott. Yeah, cut out the carbs. It's always the carbs, right? I was just doing a video on this that, you know, the number one source of calories for adult Americans, you probably know. It's the obvious one. What do you think? I'll give you a second. I want to guess that. What do you think the number one source of calories for adult Americans is? What do you think? It's a little bit of an outdated list, but I know it's still, because it's number one by a mile. Yeah, great job, Scott. Yeah, I love the meat and fresh vegetables, nothing processed. Yeah, that's what you all want to do. You know what I mean? Like, like this. Oh, what should I eat? What should I eat? What should I eat? It's like, well, the first thing is more natural foods. You know, that that's the first thing you want to be doing. And um, time to now. Anyone ever use that now thing on TikTok? <laughs> what it's all about. Um, okay, number one source of number one source of calories. Oh, snacks and soda, empty calories. Yeah, yeah, snacks and soda. So that's the number one source. Number one source is baked goods. Cookies, donuts, pizza. Yep, pizza's on there. Yep, beer and alcohol's on there. Alcoholic beverages. Yep. Pizza, they give its own category, right? Um, can you recommend a fasting plan? Um, yeah, well, carbs. Get more specific with carbs, Scott. Make sure you do that because that's the thing with keto. And I like some of the stuff with keto, but as everything with America, we're just so like black or white, right? <laughs> I think as Americans, we have trouble kind of thinking in the gray zone, you know? Um, so we hear, oh, carbs, bad, carbs, bad. But yeah, yeah, alcohol is a different type of carbs. Um, we want to make distinctions with the carbs. Because right? I've seen keto people, oh, I'm not going to eat vegetables. You know, I'm going to eat fruit. And it's like, as soon as you start cutting out fresh fruits and vegetables from your diet, you know, because of your philosophy, you might want to rethink that. But it's, it's really refined carbs, you know, specifically flour. Flour and sugar, the two big two things you want to focus on. If you can get a handle on reducing, removing those, not removing them, who's going to remove them completely? I wouldn't like to do that. Um, no fruit, but vegetables, yes. Yeah, but even the fruit, you know, it's like that's fructose and it's binded to the fibers. So it, it fruit fructose processes a lot different in your body than like sugar, like sucrose, you know, table sugar does. Um but hey, you know, this is my number one rule of my my program is that everyone there, there's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you, and and I think that's a, a super super important point, especially when it comes to weight loss, because people are always they're always looking for someone to just tell them what to eat, which is such a crazy thing, and that's how you know people are thinking crazy, because <laughs> it's like you're just gonna listen to me. Um, yeah, it depends on which fruits, but most fruits, I mean, again, you know, we, we really are evolved pretty much to, to eat fruit and vegetables and, and we handle them pretty well. Um, but yeah, different people have different situations. Um, okay. So, so yeah, Donna, um, so fasting schedule, I think I, I intermittent fast, I, I never approached it that way. I think this is important because I, I went into intermittent fasting. I went to be a vegetarian, um, being without that being an in, in intention, um, yeah, we definitely don't get fat eating fruits and vegetables. That is true, right? That's why I love that. The, my favorite one, the avocado thing, right? Oh, don't eat avocado. There's way too much fat in it. I mean, you know, it, it ain't the avocado. Unless <laughs> you're eating six, seven avocados a day or something, you know, but it's like we get so fixated on, on such funny things. You know, we miss the big picture. But fasting wise, um, yeah, lemon in the t-shirt. Uh, World Health Organization says people not eating four or five fruits a day is the biggest, the number one um, health danger on the planet. You know? Um, so anyways, intermittent fasting. So intermittent fasting, I'm a fan of doing it. I stop eating six, seven o'clock at night, starting the next day, seven or eight. Um, that that's kind of works really well for me. I like that. I love giving my body a break every day. 
Okay, so I'm a huge fan of that style of intermittent fasting. There's a lot of different forms of it. Um, I like the idea of cutting out the food, you know, 12, 13, 14 hours a day. I feel now. Why do I do that? Again, I want to say I backed into it because when I did that, I've been doing this for thirty years. There wasn't intermittent fasting then. I never thought of it as fasting. What happened is I started doing yoga at night, and I would do yoga a lot of times, like ten o'clock at night, um, by myself. And so what happened is, I, by doing that, I became very, very sensitive to what I ate for dinner, and like what I ate. So I had to give myself a couple hours at least. I, I'd eat lighter dinners, and I stopped eating after dinner. And a big part of that is I wanted to do yoga at night. Right now, I also wanted to stop eating at night. I used to snack all night long. So those were kind of two things that happened at once. However, um, what I quickly realized is I loved feeling lighter. And I think that's something that a lot of probably people in the world, but certainly Americans, we, we could live our whole lives never getting a 10 hour break of not eating, you know, short of being asleep, right? So we're just eating constantly and it's, it's unnatural as all hell. <laughs> it's, it's not normal to eat constantly, you know, and our body doesn't do well doing that. You know, so taking a break from the eating is, is again, it's, it's good for the calories, good for the weight. But again, I always like to try to make things more meaningful than just the weight or number on a scale. So it's like, I don't like eating because I love feeling light. I love waking up energized. I love how I sleep when I have an empty stomach and a, a calm, relaxed body, you know. Um, fasting is great. I do that early dinner, brunch the next day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I start eating healthy, but I still feel so bloated. Oh, okay, Shay. Um, well, you know, give it a little bit of time. You know what I mean? Like, like sometimes I'll tell you one thing. I remember I started eating salads about five, six years ago every day for lunch. And with that, I started adding a lot of beans into my diet. And for the first couple weeks, my stomach felt like someone had poured cement in my intestines. I felt so like, like that kind of bloated. I, there's different types of bloated, but I felt so like, like, you know, but I knew in my mind, it was just my microbiome and my body getting used to digesting that food. Cause I was eating so much new of it and roughage, you know, all the salad I was started eating as well. So it did take my body, my microbiome a little while to get used to that, okay? So don't don't assume just the first week or even the first couple of weeks, give it a little bit more time. Let yourself adjust to that. And you may find that your body gets much, much better at figuring out um, you know, the foods and, and how to deal with them in your body, all right? Um, when I cut the carbs out, I lost all kinds of edema, normal ankles now. Oh, interesting, yeah. <laughs> and I like that, you know, even what you're saying there, I think a lot of times people, We've lo- we lose context. We, we, we've really lost the, the, the contextual understanding of what these foods are doing to our body. And I think that's intentional. I think that there's a, you know, all these food manufacturers have manipulated our thinking so deeply that we can't even think straight when it comes to a lot of food. Um, but carbs and sugar, no, I don't, that, 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 don't say carbs. Flour and sugar is what I meant to say. Um, the, these two things, when you put them in your body, the instantaneous um, effect they have on your body I think that's where you want to put your attention because what people try to do is say, I shouldn't eat flour, I shouldn't eat sugar because I don't want to put weight on. But putting weight on is a very low motivating thing for yourself because your brain does a thing, it's a cognitive bias called future discounting. And so when your brain says, oh, I shouldn't eat this now because I'm going to put weight on, your brain says, ah, that's a couple of weeks away. Maybe we will, maybe we won't. We'll just start tomorrow and we'll be fine. You know, and we do that every day, you know? And so you're going to be careful of that. So it's a lot more effective um, to start thinking about the consequence, not like, oh, I might put weight on, but instead to say, I don't want to eat this flour and sugar because I don't want to spike my blood sugar level. 
which is toxic and inflammatory. I don't want then my pancreas to have to release a bunch of insulin to try and clear it out. And then I over-release insulin in my body. That's toxic and inflammatory. And then it crashes my glucose levels. And now I'm starving. And now I'm repeating the cycle all over again. And then the other side of it with the sugar is I don't want to eat all that fructose. And the sugar, sugar is glucose and fructose. And so I don't want all that fructose going to my body and overwhelming my liver. Do you see what I mean? And so I think of those things as like a tsunami effect. Um, that's how I think of it. And I still eat sugar sometimes. I still eat flour sometimes. Okay, so that's a whole nother conversation where I think you need to get okay with cognitive dissonance. It's hard for me to sit here and say, I think of sugar as being the closest food to cocaine. And then I also give it to my kids. That's It's an uncomfortable space to be in. But that's kind of how it is. Weight loss and weight management is really a managed addiction to some degree. But anyways, it's recognizing the instantaneous effects it has on your body instantly. And I think that that helps you make better food choices without having to rely on willpower. It just naturally, when you think that way and then make your decision, you tend to um, want to make the healthier choice. You know, problem is you're usually saying, I can have this food now and enjoy it or not have it and feel deprived, you know, and then maybe lose some weight in the future. That's a, not a compelling argument for your brain and body. It's way more compelling to say, I could eat this food right now. I feel it's, it's really good to eat it. It's enjoyable and it's pleasurable to eat it. However, five minutes after I'm done, spiking my blood sugar, flooding my body with insulin, um, putting myself on this roller coaster. I'm going to feel depressed. I'm going to feel discouraged that I did this. I'm going to feel like I let myself down. And then when you realize that, you say, ah, you know what? I'm going to skip that. <laughs> you know, So it's a lot healthier when you, when you think about it that way. Um, like I cut out coffee because it made me feel sick in my digestive system. Yeah, sure. Right. That's what I mean. And, and that's how I make all my food decisions. So I'm not relying on a lot of willpower. I'm really looking at like, how do I want to feel? And now at this point, I'm, I'm so used to feeling really good, but I was not. When I first started this, I remember I was just talking about yoga. One of the most enlightening moments I've ever had in my life <laughs> is right in the beginning when I was doing yoga, I'd eat a meatball grinder for dinner. Two, three hours, I went to go do yoga. I sat in this quiet room with myself and I couldn't believe how bad I felt. I said, what the hell's going on? I didn't even know what it was. I was like, what, what, what? And I was like, oh my God, it's because I had that grinder earlier. Now it took me so long to figure it out because I've eaten grind. I, that's how I ate my whole life. I never felt bad. And then all of a sudden I was like, what, what? This is how I feel after I eat that way? It was shocking. The 20 years of eating this way and this is the first time I've actually realized I feel like shit when I eat that way, three hours later. And that, was, that blew the door open. I said, oh my God, what is the effect these foods are having on my body? I feel, I've, I felt like shit for 20 years. You know what I mean? And so as I started cleaning things up, I started to remove some of the foods. I'd give myself a body a break for a while. All of a sudden it's like, you just, you allow yourself to feel amazing and you start feeling amazing. And now where I'm at, you know, and I still eat, I still eat the shit sometimes, but I'm very strategic with it. And when I'm, you know, when I'm faced with it, I do still feel a temptation for it initially, but my mindset goes into effect and I say, I'm going to, in five minutes, I'm going to feel like shit. You know what I mean? I'm going to feel stuffed. I'm going to have this sugar crash and the whole thing. I don't want that. You see? So now I'm, I'm kind of rooted and I'm feeling really good and to eat those foods in the short term. Again, never mind the weight part of it. You hear me? I'm not talking about the weight. I'm talking about five, 10 minutes after I finish eating that food, I'm going to feel like shit. I don't want to feel like shit. You know? So that's a, that's a way different process. I hope that's making sense to you because it's, it's night and day. It makes it so much easier. Um, I didn't overeat at my Saturday night party. First time in a long time. Thanks to you. Hey, all right. <laughs> it's like a great day here, right? Everyone's having good times. Right? Somebody's lost 40 pounds. You're eating good on Saturday night parties. All right. Nice job. TikTok time LA style. Oh, I remember you from the other day. Right, right, right. Oh, you maybe you're listening to me on Saturday night too, right? Yeah. TikTok time LA style. So you're out in LA, right? LA style. 
But people in America always think LA is like LA style is probably the style that <laughs> you are great. Right? All right. Uh, Scott says, put on a pair of pants when you start that are tight, put them on again in a month, two, three seeing. Yeah. That's, that's a great idea, Scott. That's a good one. I love that. That's so good because sometimes we just rely on the scale or maybe a picture or whatever. The more measurements that you're taking into account, the better. The most powerful measurements are the subtle ones of like how you're thinking and feeling. However, it's nice to have the physical measurements too. Um, you know, pants that were tight that get looser and look better on. That's a great strategy, Scott. Nice one. Um, I missed it. What is the number one thing people eat? <laughs> number one thing people eat is um, uh, baked goods, you know, but you can think of it. Let, let's make that more specific because baked goods, it's, it's so <laughs> baked goods is like, like every, like it's, you can't even say it as a category almost, you know, um, instead start thinking about, I, I always say, here's another way to put it, but I say, I tell people, look at your daily diet on average and figure out what percentage of it is a powder. <laughs> I had this epiphany last, oh, oh geez, two months ago now, time flies. But in December I was making Christmas cookies and that's the first time I made cookies in forever. And I was just shocked to realize that it was all powder. I know this may sound stupid to most people, but I don't make a lot of cookies. And I was like, oh my God, this is just flour and sugar. It's all powder. And I was like, geez, when you eat that powder, because because powder is unnatural, dude. It's, it's not a normal thing you're eating in nature. You know, what you're eating in nature is fiber and everything. You know, so it slows the absorption down. So be careful of the, of the flour and sugar that you're consuming because it's making your weight loss, if not impossible, extremely difficult. You know, that's why we say with the sugar, I'll eat sugar sometimes, but when I'm going to eat it, I know that I'm putting my, I'm, I'm just, every time I eat sugar, I know I'm, I'm gonna have sugar cravings on layaway. As soon as I eat that sugar, I know I'm gonna have to deal with cravings for it in a couple hours or an hour, and I'm gonna have to deal with that, you know? And I don't like dealing with that. I'm lazy. I'm trying to tell you, my approach to mastering mastering weight is a lazy approach. <laughs> I don't like working out. I'm working on that now, and, and I'm coming out at a different angle. But I've mastered my way for 30 years with doing no exercising. You know, now I have recently, let's couple of years, I started walking more. I've been doing yoga the whole time, but it's a very gentle yoga. I'm not burning any calories. I'm practically just sitting there and stretching. And so I've really mastered my weight by mastering my eating. And that's the strategy I like a lot because I'm lazy and it was easier for me to do that than it was to get myself to go to the gym and work out. Right. Um, yeah, exactly. I can't believe how much this is resonating with me. Hey, Donald, that's awesome. That's great. And that's what I try to do here, just give you a different perspective. And I know, you know, people, they tune into this and it's like, you just at this point where you're just so, so frustrated. You know what I mean? Like if you think about weight loss 24 hours a day and you don't do anything to make it happen, you're just stuck, it, right? So many people are in this like, this space of thinking about it, thinking about it, not doing anything because you feel stuck. You're not doing anything because you don't have a strategy available to you that works, right? All the diets are all the same. It's you trying to force yourself to follow a plan. You can't do it for long. You know, so eventually you get to the point where you say, ah, forget it. I'm just like, I, I can't do it. I don't know what to do. You know, and you find yourself being stuck. So it doesn't have to be that way. When you do, when you do, when you write, use the right strategy, it all becomes easier. Not easy, you know, and still change. There's still that part of it, but there's like a plan that makes sense in front of you. Right now with your weight loss, there's no plan that makes sense. There's you with a tactic. Oh, stop eating carbs. Stop eating low, stop eating fat. Just eat Mediterranean food. You know, don't eat for 10 hours a day. They're all tactics. You need a holistic system to make it as easy and enjoyable as possible. That's the secret. You can utilize those tactics, but they need to be part of a holistic approach, a holistic strategy. That That's where most people go wrong. You know? Yeah, Scott says, also, I weigh two times daily, so I know, well, what I'm doing that day. Yeah, so that's what I always say to people. I, I know you hate the scale, some of you, but it's like not using the scale is like driving your car without a speedometer. You know, so you say, oh yeah, but it destroys my motivation. Da, 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 da. 
I say it's because you're using it wrong. That's me. Now, again, I go back to my main rule and I, I know this for a fact. People can lose weight without the scale too. No doubt about it. Um, but best practices, most people do better when they're weighing themselves. And so I would suggest, you know, figure out how to be able to use the scale as a tool instead of using it. You're using it totally wrong. I'll just leave it that way. But Scott, smart. Yeah, when I was losing weight, I weighed myself every day, every day, you know, um, which is, you know, you, you don't want to do that because you're just worried about the emotions of it. But you can get to a point where the scale, because Scott, right now, you, you just step on the scale and there's no emotion to it anymore. Right. I mean, there's still a little bit of emotion. I get that. But tell me that but that's not the truth, that when you step on the scale now, because you do it so much, there isn't the big emotion. Because how much emotion could there be if you're weighing yourself twice a day, which you don't even need to do, but that's fine. That works for you to do that. But if you weigh yourself every day, you know, you're going to have that emotional thing for a couple of days and then you're just going to habituate to it. And your weight's only going to fluctuate so much a day. You know what I mean? And so you don't have to worry about that. You weigh yourself once a week. Oh my God. There's so much stuff that can happen in a week. Even if you weigh yourself at the same time, same day each week, so much can change. I've noticed weighing myself every day. I noticed there could be a five pound shift in one day. So what if you weigh yourself on Monday and you're five pounds down? The next week you weigh yourself on Monday, same time, you're five pounds up. But it's just in the next day, you're five pounds down, whatever. You know what I mean? That's a 10 point thing. You're, like, you're ready to jump off a bridge. You're just so destroyed. So I say it's not that the scale that makes you so emotional. It's the fact that you're not weighing yourself enough. <laughs> now you got to do it in a non-obsessive way. So there's a lot of emotional stuff there. So I'm, I'm simplifying this and overstating it a little, but I'm a big fan of using the scale. I just, I find it to be helpful. Sugarless gum is good stuff. It feels like cheating, but you're not. Yeah, sure. Cause you're chewing. And so it kind of tricks your brain a little bit that you're doing something, which we used to chew all day long. You understand the foods that we had eaten in the natural world were fiber full. They were all full of fiber. So we were, ah, 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 ah. we had stronger jaw muscles. We had different shaped heads. We breathed different because we chewed on more stuff. Food now has become so simple to eat that it has systemic effects on our whole bodies. And one of them is literally, we don't chew anymore. So we don't develop these muscles and it affects our face shape and how we breathe. So chewing gum can be very helpful. You're inspirational. I'm 60 pound town, 60 pounds down, 10 more to go. Another screenshot. This is a screenshot Mondays when we call this. Great job. That, that's awesome. I'm assuming you're Milo. I don't know. Are you Henry or Milo? We're both. <laughs> Great job, right? That's awesome. I'm, so, I'm glad I'm, I helped you inspire you. That makes me very happy. Donna says, I only wear jeans. I don't wear any loose clothing because it keeps me on track. Yeah, smart move. Again, everyone has to figure out their own strategy. So you know, you, someone else listening, says, oh, that would never work for me. Great. You know what I mean? Like, again, you want to take what works for you, discard the rest. You're creating a one-of-a-kind plan for yourself. That's the secret. It's the opposite of the diet where you're going to take someone who you've never met, doesn't know you, and you're just going to like have them tell you what to eat forever. Right? It's like me telling you what music to listen to, what kind of movies to watch, like what kind of clothes to wear. You're a unique human being. Embrace it. Hold on to that and come up with your own plan. What works for you? It takes a little bit longer. I get that. But then you end up with a plan that's custom made for you. It fits like a glove. Makes the whole process easier, believe it or not. <laughs> Yeah, because knowledge is power. The more you know, scales are useful. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. So I'm a big fan of the scale. Right ones in the morning, one time at night. That's what I do. Yeah, once in the morning, once at night. You know, the, the beauty of that is that there's no, because what are you scared? What are you scared of on the scale? Let, let's break it down just a hair. Um, you're scared that it's going to go up, right? You thought it was going down and it's going up. Or you think it's going to go up and then it did go up. Or you thought it was going to go up and then it went up more than you thought, right? But a lot of that stuff is really based on because you're not sure. It's a sense of uncertainty. If you step on the scale and it's X and you step on the scale tonight and it's X plus one, 
Okay. And then you step on the scale tomorrow and it's X minus one. Okay. And then you're on the scale the next day it's X minus one again. That's what I learned from stepping on the scale every day is I started to notice my body. Now I know my body, the weight can fluctuate five pounds in 24 hours. And I know that if I want to lose weight, it usually takes about two weeks for me to start eating well. It'll take about two weeks for that weight to show up consistently, uh, dropping down. Okay. And so those two weeks, I'm not checking the scale and expecting any weight loss. I mean, I was checking the scale, but I'm not expecting any weight loss. I've extended my time frame because I understand my body now. Some people can step on it. You know, they start losing weight. They want to lose weight and they lose weight real quickly. So I think it's, it's helpful to notice how your body operates, right? <laughs> Again, the more knowledge, the more information you have about what you're working with, the easier the process becomes. No one does this stuff, you know, but, but you can make it easier, you know? Um, the outer end down from 345 to 221 in eight months and still going. Holy cow. That's something else. How'd you do at the outer end? That's a, that's a substantial weight loss. I have someone in my program dropped 100 pounds. And um, it's substantial. It's substantial, you know? So that, that's a great, great goal. What, what are you looking to get to? What's the ultimate goal? Um, Scott says, it's more of, I have a pretty good idea where I am. I just want to make sure at this point. Yeah, okay, great. Um, your philosophy can be used in endless ways. I'm so grateful for you. I feel so free. That's awesome. I'm glad you said that. And it's so true. Um, what I talk about, right, is really all, all mindset. Your subconscious mind, which is running everything in your life, and your mindset, which is running everything in your life, right? So yeah, absolutely. Once you understand how to program your subconscious mind, it can help you in every area, no doubt about it. How do you remove that craving for sugary things? Because I think that's the hardest thing to do. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I would I would get rid of the word remove the craving, right? Because it implies that you can just take it out and be done with it. And I think that's inaccurate. I think what you have to recognize is that you're gonna have to manage the craving forever unless you decide I'm gonna live sugar-free for the rest of my life, which I know people that attempt to do that. I had a, a, a client acquaintance who wrote a whole book Actually, it was two or three books at this point about not eating sugar, right? And um, not eating it. It's the worst stuff in the world. Don't eat sugar. Don't eat sugar. And she would consistently have relapses. So I thought that goal of getting rid of sugar 100%, again, I'm not telling you what to do, but I think that's a, a very, very difficult goal to live up to, okay? And so I would rather put my energy into managing my sugar Thing. Now I say that as someone who's not a sugar addict. So I know some people are just so addicted to sugar that they get a little bit of it, they're, they're gone. But that's not most people, okay? So if you're a person who would rather manage, if that feels more comfortable, I always say like, notice what, notice like what your gut reactions are to different ideas, different, different approaches. And if the idea of like cutting out sugar completely feels overwhelming, listen to that feeling and, and find a different approach. And so managing the sugar might be a lot more effective. That might work a lot better for you. And then you go to work on it. Things that you've thought were impossible are because usually when you, when people want to lose weight, they go into crazy mode. <laughs> I just did a video on this, right? The three ways that dieting ruins your mindset. Number one is that dieting make you think of weight loss in a temporary concept, right? You know, I'm going to diet until I lose the weight. And then once you think of it as a temporary thing, you say, well, I just want to get it over as quick as possible. If it's just a short-term thing and I can do it, I'm going to do it as quick as I can. And as soon as you think it's a temporary thing that you want to do as quick as you can, then we lead to the third piece of, well, I don't care what I have to do. I just want to lose the weight. And that causes us to choose extreme plans that are unsustainable. And so this is most people's approach to weight loss is you keep trying extreme plans, 
that you don't want to continue with. So I would suggest you take a step back from that and stop all that bullshit. Start realizing that you want to master your weight forever, right? You don't want to lose weight. You want to get to your goal weight and live there for the rest of your life. On your autopilot would be even better, right? So make that your goal. Create a long-term time frame for yourself and then start saying, I don't care how quickly it happens. I want to make sure I do it in a way that's going to last forever. So I'm going to be patient. I'm okay. And then go to work on finding strategies that work for you that are comfortable, that fit into your lifestyle, your preferences, and go about creating a system like that. I mean, that's, that's the entirety of, of my weight loss program. My weight mastery program is, is basically that. I get in my program, it's a 60 page workbook where you go through it and you fill all of these things out. So you have a custom made blueprint that you can follow for the rest of your life to live at your goal weight. Right? Imagine that. <laughs> it's not, yeah, it takes a little more work. No doubt about it. It's easier for someone to just give you a plan and say, okay, eat this. Right? But that doesn't work. You've, you've, how many times have you done that in some form or another? And so it's important for you to take some time now and come up with the strategies that work for you. You know, and then you follow them and you tweak them and you optimize them. I'm 30 years into it. I'm always tweaking and optimizing all my, my eating blueprints, my mindset, my lifestyle. I'm always working on it because I love it. You know? And you want to do the same thing. Um, Cool. Yeah. Scott says, yeah, hey, have a good one. We go pick up his kid. Um, Fiona says, what tends to happen to those who lose weight by going about eating around 1000 or less calories a day? I think you'd know the answer to that. Um, but the sugar thing, I just want to finish up on that. So if you do decide, ah, oh, you know, managing it feels better. That feels like something I could do. Then you go to work on managing it. And so what I would suggest is that you notice what are your typical sugar consumption times, right? Are you eating for breakfast, lunch, dinner? I used to eat sugar all day long and into the night all day and night long. It was there. And so what I'd suggest is probably start, I think earlier in the day is a good place to start. So if you're eating like sugar cereal, right? Cut that out first. You know what I mean? Get a handle on that. And once you have a handle on that, then move on to the next thing. God forbid, right? It's like, <laughs> it ain't rocket science, but just no one ever thinks about this, you know? But that's how I deal with the sugars. What tends to happen to those who lose weight by going about eating around a thousand or less calories a day? What do we think happens to them, folks? Right? What do we think? If this was a game show and you were going to win a prize if you guessed it right, what, what do you think happens to people that try to lose weight by cutting their calories down to 1,000 or less a day? Yeah, will it, will it lead to putting the weight on quicker? Um, it depends on a lot of factors. You know what I mean? No doubt about it. Um, I think the biggest thing what I see is... And then this is what I always see with diets, right? The average American consumes 2,700 calories a day, right? So I'm just ballparking it. Um, average diet for a long time, and now they call it a starvation diet, which is funny because it was the typical diet, but is 12 to 1,400 calories a day, right? Which is a 50 to 60% reduction in calories on day one, which is substantial to say the least, right? And so people try and do that. What's up, Michaela? Um, people try and do that. They try and cut the calories way down. Why? Because they're impatient. They just want to lose the weight as quick as possible. The diet, what, what's this mean? We got the weight that we're at. We got the weight we want to be at. And we cut the calories all the way down to here. So we lose weight quickly. And then we say we want to raise them back up to maintenance. I say, why don't you just get down to maintenance? Why do you want to make this harder than it has to be? Because you're impatient? I mean, how old are you? My clients, pretty much rarely does someone sign up for my program that's under 40 years old. You know, because by the time you get to 40, you know, your brain is fully online and you've got the experience of saying, uh, the dieting thing, that I'm working. It never works. 
But instead of saying, oh, it's me, I'm, there's something wrong with me, I can't follow a diet, start saying it's the diet. The diet doesn't work. Diets don't work, right? Do you know anyone a diet works for? <laughs> you know? Bianca, Bianca's birthday, nice. Hey, Bianca, happy birthday. Hope you have a good one. So, um, you know, at some point you realize, geez, the diet's not working. Maybe it's not me. Maybe it's the strategy I'm using. God forbid, huh? <laughs> but I like this because it should give you some hope, some hope that you can do this. You can't do it with dieting, you know? Nothing changes with dieting. It's, it's, and it doesn't matter. That's what you have to do. You have to stop with the, you got to stop thinking there's some magical dieting coming down the pike. There's not, there's not, okay? Because the diets, it doesn't matter what the diet tells you. At the end of the day, it's you forcing yourself to try and act a different way. And um, what that means is you end up fighting against yourself. You're fighting against your subconscious mind. Learn how to program your subconscious mind so that you naturally do the things that keep you at your goal weight. Doesn't that sound like a better plan? <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It's crazy to me. But this is what I deal with all day, you know? It's it's nuts. It's a nutty world. But I don't know. It, it's just, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I know, like, I, I get it. My point of view is that you know, the food manufacturers and the diets are the same thing. You know this, right? Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz. Uh, Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. The company that owns Slim Fast, the same company that owns Ben & Jerry's Ice Cream. The company that owns Atkins Food Products, the same company that owns Cinnabon and Onions Pretzels. I don't think these companies really want you to lose weight, you know? I got a feeling. Um, I got a feeling that they like you to diet because it doesn't work. And so, you know, they make money from you from the diets and then you restrict your calories crazy and then you go back to eating how you always did before that. You know, um, what time is it for you? It is 2.17 p.m. in the p.m. I'm in Massachusetts. So I'm on like New York time. Some people globally might notice it. So Donna says, every time I try protein shakes and eating more and gaining weight. Yeah, of course. Um, how do you program out bad habits? Yeah, great question. Now that's a good question. Now what you do, this is really important. So listen up to this, Amanda. This is because it's a, a complete paradigm shift. Which everything for you to get the success you want is a paradigm shift. It's not about doing more of what you think you should. It's about taking a step back and saying, that way is bullshit. Don't work. I got 30 years of proof. That don't work for me. <laughs> Might work for other people. Great. But doesn't work for me. And say, you know what? I'm going to do this differently this time. I'm going to do it a different way. Right? That's why I give you all this free stuff on TikToks and I do these lives all the time just to let you know there's other ways to go about this. Right? So right off the bat, I know you think you want to program out bad habits right? You want to stop the bad habits, but there's no such thing. So what is, what is a habit? A habit is neural wiring. Okay. And you can't get rid of old wiring. There's no way to get rid of old wiring. Think about that. Cause this is really important, <laughs> which brings us to a deeper point that you've been trying to lose weight for decades now. And you have literally no idea of how to do it. No idea. <laughs> you got these extreme things you can kind of commit to. You got no idea. How you can lose five pounds this next month. You, you have no plan, really. And that's why you're floundering and struggling, you know? So you can't get rid of bad habits. What you can do is you can put new, new habits over it. That's the secret. So you identify the bad habits and then you go to work on saying, what can I do instead of that? So your subconscious mind doesn't understand negatives. If I tell you not to think about a banana, don't think about a banana. Stop thinking about the banana right? You're thinking about a banana. And so, so much of your weight loss is about what you want to stop doing. And subconsciously, it's focusing you on the exact stuff that's keeping you overweight. I'm going to stop eating ice cream. I'm going to stop eating ice cream. I'm going to stop eating ice cream. 
I feel like I, I got to stop eating it, but I'll have some today. I feel like I need some, right? You're literally generating the responses and the, the triggers for what you want to avoid, you know? So, um, yeah, it's not about programming out a bad habit. It's about figuring out what the bad habit is and saying, how can I program in a better habit over that in that situation? Yeah, important. Important to know how to do this. <laughs> so my pro, just to break it down, right? My program, there's three pillars of weight mastery. There's mindset, lifestyle, eating strategies. And so the mindset piece, I'm just gonna break this down for you because you may say, oh, I gotta change my mindset, right? What's that mean? To me, it means you need to know how to motivate yourself, right? So the first section is motivation, right? Take through the motivation matrix. You're so beautiful. Oh, thank you. Um, the motivation matrix, how to use pain and pleasure to motivate yourself. So you know how to stay motivated because now you don't. It's just spontaneous. Sometimes you're motivated, sometimes you're not. You, you don't know what to do, right? And then the second level is intrinsic, extrinsic motivation. No, There's a literal science of motivation. Do you know it? Probably not. <laughs> when you know it, it makes everything else easier, believe it or not. Um, the next thing is once you're motivated, is we go into self-image. This isn't a process just looking different. It's a process of being different. It's becoming the person you want to be. So you take your weight loss and you wrap it in personal development. That's, that's way more motivation you're going to tap into. The next phase is habits. Getting back to your question. Understanding the neuroscience of habits. Because if you don't know what a habit is, neuroscientifically in your mind, how are you going to change it? What you think is you're going to use willpower to fight against it. It ain't working. It ain't going to work. You know. Next, we work on emotions. How to feel the emotions you want without food. How to deal with the shitty emotions you have to deal with in life without food. Right now, you don't have that. You don't have that ability because your main way of dealing with emotions is eating. And so you try to stop eating, but then you stop dealing with the emotions too, and you feel like you're ready to kill someone. So you need to learn how to deal with the emotions on a core level. Then weight loss becomes a lot easier. Then there's thinking. Do you know how to think like a thin person? Right? You might want to. <laughs> it makes it a lot easier when you know how to think like a thin person. And then finally, there's maintenance. You know, never mind maintenance. Oh, when I get my goal, I'm going to maintain. No. How are you going to get from day one to two? Week one to week two. Right? Don't be. You think you're just automatically, oh, I'm starting to plan. I'm going to make it to next week. 39% of people can't make it past a week on a diet. 75% can't make it past a month. So stop it. You know what I mean? Like your chances of making it to next week are, are slim. Your process, your chances of making it to next month are almost not going to happen. And 95% ultimately fail with diets. So again, I'm not saying this to make you feel bad. I'm saying it to snap you out of the trance you're in. I don't want to lose weight. Great. Super. What do you want to do? So, you know, it's about articulating this a better way. Is reverse dieting necessary after you reach goal weight or can you immediately go to maintenance? The reverse dieting thing. So I, I was just looking at this last week. Um, to be honest, this it's, it's just out of my understanding because this idea that you start here with your calories and this is your weight right now and then you're gonna, and this is say this is your maintenance and this is your maintenance calories. What you're gonna do is you're gonna go down to here to lose weight. Why? Why? Because you're impatient. You can't, you need to lose weight quickly. And then you're going to bring it back up to your maintenance level. Like why do all that to yourself? Because you're impatient. Why not just go from here down to your maintenance number? I don't know. Maybe I don't understand. Maybe I don't understand the science of metabolism. I don't know. You know, I've been doing this for 20 years professionally. And so I will tell you at the very least that the science of nutrition, the science of metabolism is way less important than the science of how to influence your behaviors. <laughs> I'll go up, I will go up against a nutritionist and a dietitian any day of the week in a weight loss showdown. Any day of the week. 
Why do I say that? Because I've had so many clients that have worked with nutritionists and diet. Knowing what to do is not your problem, <laughs> right? You don't need to know what to do. I mean, we'd always refine our nutritional knowledge, sure. But that you know enough of what you should and shouldn't eat. The problem is you can't get yourself to do it, right? You start the day, oh, today's going to be the day I'm going to start. Today's the Monday, right? Maybe you're there right now. Maybe, maybe you've already blown it, right? Oh, today's the day I'm going to start my day. I'm going to eat well. Okay, great. And then at some point in the day, some part of you compels you to eat the wrong food. You try and fight against it. It's just a matter of time, right? And so it's like, never mind you needing more information. You know, like I, I think what you want is you want, um, <laughs> I want a cat. Um, what you want is you want to be able to influence your emotions. You, not your emotions. You want to influence your behavior, right? If you could control your behavior, you wouldn't have much of a weight loss problem. Right. If you were and it's just metaphorically, if you were a robot and you just typed in what you're going to eat all day and then you just ate that because that's what you're programmed to do, you wouldn't have a problem losing weight. The problem is you, you type in what you're going to do mentally in your mind. OK, I'm going to eat this and this and this today. And then when it comes time to be like, oh, that that's sucks. That, I'm going to feel like I'm missing out on that. Right. And then you go and eat the wrong thing. So the problem is that you don't know how to influence your behavior in a consistent way. It's because you don't understand your mind. Yeah. Um, Maybe I want to move out or I don't know. I don't know what that means. Um, yes, because what you were saying makes sense and it's realistic. Yeah, realistic. And that's what I do. I work in the, the realm of the practical. So never mind the specifics of the nutrition science of what you should eat. That Stop studying that shit. That is not your problem. Unless you're like five pounds away from your goal weight, then, then that stuff is very important. But if you're 50 pounds away from your goal weight, you know all the nutrition in the world you need to know to start your path to losing weight. Okay. The big thing stopping you is, can you influence your behaviors and how do you influence your behaviors? Well, you have to influence how you feel and you influence by how you feel by how you think, right? You've been on a diet before and there's so, like you start a diet and you know what to do and you're doing everything perfect. And then there's another day where you're not doing any of those things. Well, what's the difference? Same knowledge. You get the same knowledge in your brain. You're the same person. So why one day do you eat right? And one day you don't, I'd say it's because of how you feel. One day you're motivated and fired up and one day you feel like shit. That day you feel like shit, you're stressed out, you're frustrated, you're depressed. You're going to eat well, even though you know you should? No, I don't give a shit. Who cares? Who cares about my weight? Life sucks. I don't care if I'm overweight. I don't give a shit. Do you ever think that or say that? Because <laughs> that's, what's, that's what's dictating your weight. Not, not if you know, oh, which one's got more calories in it or you know, maintenance calories. None of that shit matters. What matters is what you're feeling and what you're feeling is created by what you're thinking. And you have no understanding of this or ability to influence it. Jesus, phone call. And when you do understand it, it becomes a lot easier. I'm not out here dieting to keep my weight where I want it. I just live my life. I just automatically do the things that keep me at my goal weight. I never have to think about it. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. I mean, I think about it because I love like, like the lifestyle piece. I love doing the things I do. Um, I pretty much eat on autopilot. I don't, I don't love what I'm eating. I don't hate it. I like what I'm eating on the weekends a lot, <laughs> but during the week, I'm just eating for fuel pretty much, you know, fuel up the body, the science of motivation. Um, that's a kind of big subject. Um, can you talk about your program? I'm really interested in it. Yeah. My program is the shit. <laughs> it is. I always say it's the number one weight mastery program on the planet, but that's kind of cheating because it's probably the only weight mastery program on the planet, right? What program is based around you living at your goal weight forever in the easiest, most natural way possible, right? I don't think, I can't even think of one. <laughs> Everything's about weight loss. Remember the weight loss is just a phase. 
It's going to take you a couple of weeks, months, or years to get to that goal weight. And then what? Are you prepared to live there forever? Because if you're using crazy strategies to get here, what are you doing once you're here? Right? People have two modes. They got their not eating mode and they got their dieting mode. And nothing in between. There's no focus on how to live at the weight you want to live at. That's what my program is. You know? So the first thing is it starts with teaching you how to hypnotize yourself, which is a big, scary word. It just means you learn how to influence your subconscious mind. It's a one-minute technique you use at night because you have to do this to yourself. I mean, I help you along the way, but ultimately you have to understand how to influence your subconscious mind because your life is always changing. It's not always the same. So you need to have the ability to respond to life. You know, when life's going great and everything's going great, well, then it's easier to eat well. When all of a sudden everything's going against you, well, now it's more challenging. Right? So you need to understand how to influence yourself. It's kind of like, it's like give a person a fish, feed them for a day, teach a person a fish, feed them for a lifetime. So you've got to learn this, right? Good news is it's, it's wicked easy. It's really simple. You're already doing it. You're always hypnotizing yourself. Do you know that voice in your head? Do you realize you have an internal dialogue? That is, we always say in the hypnosis, where we say you are your best or worst hypnotist based on this voice in your head. And you don't even recognize this voice. And this voice is messing you up because it's probably a voice that makes you feel like shit. Right? You're always trying to motivate yourself to lose weight by making yourself feel like total shit. <laughs> and uh, it doesn't work, surprisingly. So that's the first step is learning how to hypnotize yourself using a real simple technique. The next step is a 60-page workbook that you fill out. So this is a little bit of a challenge, right? It's, it's like a college course compressed into eight weeks. My program's eight weeks. And it's designed to get you to think, feel, and act like a thin person. And what's a thin person? It's you living at your goal weight. What's your goal weight? The weight that gives you the best quality of life, that makes you the happiest and the healthiest. And so that means a weight that you like living at. Not a weight that's so low that you hate your life living at this weight. It's a weight that you love your life the most at. Right? And so you fill out this 60-page workbook and now you have a forever blueprint. You feel not feel motivated one day, you go to the motivation and say, oh, right. That's why <laughs> you boost it back up. But all of a sudden we can start to like, I can diagnose, you know, what your problem is and, and point you right to it. And it's, you fix it like that. And then there's hypnosis out the wazoo. There's eight weeks of hypnosis in total. There's like a hundred hypnosis sessions every day. It's delivered through the phone. So every day you start the day with a five minute hypnosis session with a new weight loss mantra programmed into your mind at night. There's a sleep gnosis session. Each week you get one of those and you listen to them repeatedly. That's with a core weight loss mantra. Right? So it's like 57 days of unique hypnosis sessions all being downloaded into your subconscious mind. There's eight weeks of hypnosis sessions being downloaded into your subconscious mind. Then there's another 25 sessions in the library that you can listen to. Right? And then there's coaching calls every Tuesday and Thursday where I work with you individually to help you move you through the program. Because you're going to come up against walls. You're going to, in eight weeks, you're going to have a shitty week believe it or not. <laughs> and that's when the program's the most valuable because I'm there to turn you around. And that's what, it's funny because I just relaunched this program in January 1st. And so we're coming to the eight weeks and it's been amazing. And the results people are getting, it's crazy, you know, because you never get this kind of support. You never get this approach to mastering your weight. Oh, that's what it is. Um, I have adapted this mindset and it's changed everything. Nice job. Yeah. Yeah. I quit smoking and gained 11 pounds, which is fine, but yeah, yep, 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 that sucks. Makes so much sense. Um, yeah, the smoking, right. And again, I mean, I would, I would, like I said, I'd take the 11 pounds to get rid of the cigarette thing, and now I would go back to the 11 pounds because, again, with the cigarettes, it's the same thing with the food. You use the cigarettes to deal with your emotions, 
right? So you use the food to deal with your emotions. We all do as Americans. We've, we've seen millions of food ads. You have to th realize every single food ad you see, and you've seen literally millions of them in your lifetime, every food ad is a hypnosis session. They're trying to elicit an emotion in you and attach it to their product. It's very, very Pavlovian, okay? And so that, that's what's going on. And so you, you haven't learned how to genuinely deal with emotions. You, you were dealing with emotions through food. I, I hope that makes sense. Do I drink? Yes, I do drink. Um, which, you know, again, that's part of my story. I was a binge drinker. Like I was the worst binge drinker out of my school and I went to a big school. Then I went to college. I was the worst binge, binge drinker freshman year. So I was, I was on a self-destructive path. Same brain, same me. What was different? The programming running through it. The, the programming, the subconscious programming. You change that, you change everything. The people in my program, they're usually successful professionals or successful in some area of their lives. And like, why the hell can I be successful there and not with my weight? It's weird, right? So it's not a you thing. It's the programming you have running around your weight. You know, that's all I can tell you. Do I have a book? I don't, but I got to make one. Huh? Everyone's always asking me. I, I should make a book. I'm going to do it. I kind of, I am starting to work on it, but I got some other things I'm working on right now first, you know? Um, the cost of my program. Okay, it's $2,000. $2,000. Can you believe that? Right? But I'll give you a secret. If you all are ever interested in it, you can use the link I have in my bio. So you'll get a free hypnosis session and it'll be brought to a page that will give you a free training, three steps to master your weight. Watch that training. It's about a half hour. And if you can do all that, I'll tell you about my program and you'll get 50% off. So don't pay the two grand, all right? But the best money you ever invested in yourself ever, guaranteed. Um, I want to share with you with other people, but I don't know how to approach it. Oh yeah, right. That that's a thing, right? Weight's a sensitive thing in the world, right? Um, the way I would suggest, you know, you could usually say, "Ah, oh, you know, this guy's really helped me think about my weight in a different way." You know, don't know if you're interested. This guy, he's weird. He's got a whole different take on it. It's kind of it's unique. It's interesting. I don't know if you'll be interested in it. Something, something like that might work, you know? But yeah, that, that is a thing. That is a thing. People are definitely sensitive about their weight, you know? No doubt about it, you know? But yeah, I, I could come at it sideways because no one wants to say, oh, you look like you could lose some weight. Why don't you listen to this guy? <laughs> no one wants to hear that. So um, yeah, he's like, oh, it's kind of helped me, you know? Um, yeah, it makes total sense and it debunks the diet industry. Yeah, the diet industry is bullshit. You know, it, it's, I'll tell you, that, that's the video. I, I, I've been talking about this for a year. I got to do it. But it's like, um, it, it's literally the obesity conspiracy. It's the food manufacturers, the diets, and the medical industry. And I've talked about the food, the food manufacturers and the diets are the same thing. But the medical industry are complicit in this because, listen, they make their money off of treating symptoms. And so that's why you go to the doctor, like, ah, oh, you know, you might want to lose 75 pounds. Th that's it? <laughs> That's it. How about this weight's killing you? Like it, it's affecting you systemically and putting you at risk of all these diseases. It's the number one cause of preventable death at this point. You know, we just gloss over it. You know, it's like, we're so worried about hardcore drugs, right? But it's like, why aren't we worried about the food? It's killing more people than anything. It killed my father. He, he died at 54 of a heart attack, you know? So it's like, to me, this is life and death. You know, it's not, it's not enough. Um, it's just not enough to just say, oh, you want to lose weight? You want to look better? You know, um, you, you got to have more meaning behind it. Just running a quick message here. So, yeah, it, it's um, 
we've been hypnotized. We've been like, it's like, I always think of it like, it's like an astronaut helmet. We got an astronaut helmet we're all wearing and all the messages we're getting are from people that are making money off of us being overweight and unhealthy. Sorry to say, is it not true? You know, it's like, if you look around, that's what people always say in my program. Like, it's like the first time I realized they're, they're like, this is the first time I've had positive stuff put in my head consistently. Think about that. You know, that's why I do these for free. Like I, I give this stuff away for free. Listen, there's stuff when you join the program, it's a level of commitment. You know what I mean? Let, let's be honest. You know, money talks, bullshit walks. We live in a society where we measure value through investment in money, you know? And so um, I give this to you for free. It's, it's the same stuff. It's, it's not organized, you know, but it's like when you actually invest in something and it's like you, you instantly make it more important, you know? So it's like my program, I look at it like, you know, like Coursera, are you familiar with that? It's like a website where you can take like, like Stanford, Harvard courses. Like you get a degree from Harvard. Right, like I mean, the same information. It's the same classes, but it's like the difference between like don't go to Coursera on your own and just like trying to go through a website and just do it on your own compared to like enrolling in college, right? And like making that commitment and knowing that there's a structure and a system in place to help move you through it. That when you run into walls that you're gonna run into and you're expecting it, you're gonna have support there to move you through it, right? That's kind of the difference. So again, I see people succeeding with with these TikToks and doing all that, and it's great. Um, because the idea is that you're never getting positive stuff put in your mind and certainly not with weight loss. There's too much money to be made off of you being overweight and unhealthy. Sorry to say, I mean, I, do you not see it that way? I, I can't not see it that way. Um, because what I do is like not rocket science. I'm not the smartest guy. Like, like I'm, I'm smart enough in some ways, but not, there's people so much smarter than me. I read a lot of books. I read 50 books a year, a lot of psychology. And it's like, when I see what they do, I'm like, holy Shit, <laughs> these are very smart people. So I know if they put all of that, those resources towards mastering weight, like like doing this, they snip snap. I mean, if I can do it, they would do it in a, in a week. And so um, unfortunately, I had to figure this all out myself. You know what I mean? And so I had to do it 30 years on my own, 20 years professionally. I've done over 5,000 prior weight loss sessions. I've done program yourself then for 20 years and I keep iterating and making better and better versions of it. And um you know, but that's the idea is to put all this good stuff into your head. You're never getting that. So you don't even realize that on a subconscious level, you never have support, you know? Um, never mind, you don't even have actual support. No one around you wants you to lose weight. Not that they don't love you and want you to be happy, but it's like as soon as you start losing weight, it makes them feel shitty about themselves, you know? So no one around you really is supporting you. You know that, listen, if you're really honest with yourself, like, and you don't believe it for two reasons, but when someone you know is like, oh, I'm going to go on a diet, I'm going to lose some weight. Like, A, you never even believe them. Do you ever believe them? Right? You don't, right? Because you're like, ah, no, no, no one loses weight. Right? And second of all, you're like, what if they did start losing weight? Would you be happy for them? You would, kind of, but like, be honest. The other part, you're kind of like, eh, eh. yeah, right? You, you know, you, it makes you feel like shit, you know, because it makes, it makes it feel like a big mirror in front of is being held up to you you know, and it makes you reflect on where you're at. And that's just one example of, by the way, of when I was talking about motivation is how to use, how to use, um, pain and pleasure. That's probably, again, that's why I start with this. The most important thing is the engine that drives the whole process. But when you understand how to utilize and use effectively pain and pleasure, it is an absolute game changer. You know, you're using it right now in a completely wrong way that that's screwing up your results. Um, but once you use it in the right way, it's the most powerful tool you have. Truly believe that, you know? But yeah, when you start putting all this positive stuff in your head, so what I'm trying to tell you is like, you're thinking you're going to lose weight. You think like you're going to do it the way you're thinking you're going to do it. 
but somehow you're just going to force yourself to do it. You're, you're thinking you're going to wake up some Monday magically and you're going to just have access to a whole bunch more willpower and then you're going to force yourself to do it. And what I'm telling you is that that's not how you're going to lose weight. You're going to lose weight by changing the way you approach this entire process. And so in my program, I mean, I, I'm literally creating a new structure. What people always say, right? They go, you're now in my head. That, that's probably the easiest way to put it. Now that may sound freaky, but it's a good thing because right now you've got the shittiest voice in your head. It's a combination of like a parent voice, a disciplinarian. And every time you go to try and lose weight, this voice is like, just waiting for you to screw up. The second you make the slightest mistake, it's like, I knew you wouldn't do it. See, here we go. You don't deserve it. You can't stick to anything. You always fail. You always do this. You get a day into it and then you quit. You may, and you got some voice like that. How would you ever succeed with that? You know what I mean? Like that, it's impossible. And so people in my program, all of a sudden it's like, you make the mistake. It's like, oh, that's all right. Jim, Jim said that you're going to make the mistake. It's okay. So what can you do now? What can we learn from that? How did this happen? How can we avoid it the next time it happens? And what can we do next time to make sure that we stay on the path we want to stay on? You know, how can we stay motivated? How can we stay focused? Why are we doing this? What's inspiring about that? You know what I mean? Like all these positive things going on in your head all of a sudden. And again, it's just a different hypnosis. You're always in hypnosis. You live your life on autopilot. There's no, there's no other way to live your life. Your conscious logical mind is 10% of your brain. Your subconscious mind is 90% of your brain. You're not a conscious logical creature. If you were, you wouldn't even be here listening to this because you just know you should eat better and you would just eat better. But you're not, that's not how you operate. You know? Um, yeah, Victoria says, oh, I feel I always feel like people think, oh, there she goes again. They are thinking that. I, I, I don't, I'm not trying to make you feel bad, but let's just, let's just, yes, they are thinking that, okay? So what can you do to stop that? It's not by going on more diets. It's not by not telling people. It's by doing this differently. It's by finally letting go of the weight once and for all and becoming the person you want to be, right? But it takes a different approach, you know? I, I just can't stress that enough. So that's what I talk about here. You know, even to the idea of like dieting, think about it this way. Every single diet, every single diet, you start day one being perfect, right? And then you're supposed to maintain that perfection until you reach your goal weight. What else do you do in life where you start perfect and that's what you're going to maintain until you reach the goal? You're going to play piano and you sit down and I'm going to play perfect. If I don't play perfect, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like you're, you've been so hypnotized by the diets that you can't even think straight time-wise, right? Because imagine when you start a diet, you're like, you're, you want to weigh yourself a couple days out, a week out, you're expecting results. If you don't lose weight within a couple weeks, you're never going to stick with it. Right now, think about if you decided just randomly, you said, I'm going to be a bodybuilder, right? Right away. You wouldn't be expecting to see results in a couple weeks. Would you? <laughs> no, you naturally think in a longer time frame because that's how you think about everything in your life. You think a t longer time frame, but when it comes to weight loss, it's artificially short because you've seen millions of food diet ads in your life. And they've all conditioned you now to think about weight loss in a crazy short time frame. You know, and that short time frame is messing you up more than anything else. Cause it, it, it's the, it's the outer frame. It's the outer mental frame that you're thinking. It's the, it's the opening to the tunnel of weight loss that you always go through. And it's just shittier idea after shittier idea, the further down that tunnel you go and you get to the point where you're like, you're not, now you're all the way down the tunnel. You can't even think about weight loss any other way other than dieting. And now you're stuck. You can't get yourself to start a plan. You're just stuck. So I don't know. I got to get out of here. But um, yeah, you asked about the program. You want to find out, but go, go 
go watch the training. It's right there. Even if you don't get the program, this training alone, three steps to master your weight will change the way that you approach weight loss. Stop, stop staying on the same tracks. You know what I mean? Like, like at some point I, I give you, you didn't know this stuff. You don't know this stuff until you hear me talk about it. I don't know who else is talking about it like this. I have not heard anyone, to be honest. People have thrown, thrown some names at me, but it's like, it, without the hypnosis piece, I don't know how you would ever do this because I don't know how you would ever take control of your mind if you don't understand hypnosis. And it's not that you're going into trances. I want to make that clear. You're hypnotized when you're watching TV. You don't have to be in some, uh, that's not hypnosis. Hypnosis is the process of influencing your subconscious mind. And it's very easy. You do it all the time. So you should wake up, realize how you're doing it and start doing it in a way that gets you, brings you towards your results as opposed to away from them. Yeah. Donna says, no, I haven't heard this approach before. I know. I know. No one's doing this. I wish everyone's doing it. I wish everyone knew about this and just like, that wasn't, I didn't mean to do this, you know, but unfortunately 70% of the population is overweight. You know, so, so the diets clearly are not working, right? So if you want to get another path, go check out that training. Listen to the hypnosis session I give you. Watch the training I give you. If you learn about the program, if it's a program that makes sense, get it. <laughs> Jesus, you know what I mean? Like it's, it, yeah, I'm so grateful you're free. Yeah, exactly. I'm free on here. And if you want, if you're a person who wants to invest in yourself, this is where I'd invest the money. All right, gotta go. But thank you so much, everyone. I, I love you all. Um, check out, got more TikToks coming up, um, podcasts, uh, program yourself then. And uh, yeah, and YouTube, Jim Katsoulis. I just put another uh, coaching session I did with someone, okay? So it's, uh, it's very interesting for you to see that because you get to see what we're talking about here within context of an actual person, all right? So it, it, it could be really helpful to you. So all right, everyone, have, have a great day um, and I will talk to you all soon. Bye.